Hey everybody and welcome to Hochmein Coffee Semi-Live. I mean, this week we're recording it earlier, but we're doing what's called a premiere. And so while this is premiering, you can actually comment as though this is live. And Jonah and I will both be in the comments talking back with you. We won't be able to respond to you on the cameras, but we will be responding in the comments. And so if you have comments and questions on what we're talking about, make sure you leave those below. And so without further ado, let's bring Brother Jonah onto the stage the stage i guess the the screen <laughs> it's good to see you how is your day going so far it was good it was uh it was a busy day but it was a good day yes yeah. so for us we're at the end of the day for for you guys you guys are just starting your friday but it is good to see you jonah and uh we're gonna jump into hebrews in just a second but i know on most podcasts they have like sponsored by but we don't have sponsors so what we're going to do is we're going to be like sponsored by ourselves, if that's okay. And the first sponsor is free for you guys. And so right here, if you want to grab the free Hochma and coffee background, you can do that by going below, clicking the link. You put your name and email in, and we email you this free Hochma and coffee background. There's like 55 or more people who've already downloaded it. And I've had some people come up to me and show me like, hey, look, I got the, oh, you guys are seeing my uh, text there. But I have it on my phone. <laughs> like, hey, look, I got it too and we're matching and so if you like Hochmah if you really love wisdom that's what Hochmah stands for you can download that background and join that cool community of Hochmah and coffee background users now if you're somebody's like I want to go even further and I want to have some more we actually have a new Hochmah and coffee mug I just ordered one for Jonah and myself, and so we're going to have those on the show with us. Uh, and so those are now available, and you can check that out in the link below. And every purchase goes to help continue the show. And so we just want to thank all of you guys for that. Not necessary, but it is cool. And so that's there for you. Uh, but we're going to be jumping into Hebrews, and I'm thankful that today is less intense than last Friday. Oh, yes. man. If you were with us last Friday, we covered some really deep things. And it felt like, okay, shoot, that's over with. Now it's going to be a lot simpler. But Joan and I were just looking at what's coming after this week. And it gets intense again. So this is a nice respite from the intensity. Are you ready to dive into it? I'm ready. Okay, well, let's look at the text here. We have, basically, we're, we're only going to cover the last three verses here 14 15 and 16 of hebrews 4 and so i'll read them and then we'll just tackle them basically verse by verse and it says here in verse 14 seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our profession for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so as we're jumping into this, what are some things that stick out to you, uh, Brother Jonah? What are some things, especially in verse 14, as we're jumping into this? Yeah. Um, verse 14, the first thing that popped out to me, and it's nothing incredibly deep. I First of all, I think these three verses combined are just so such an encouragement. Yeah. Uh, but in verse 14, I see that we're resuming uh, the high priest kind of uh, talk, and 
he's not any kind of normal high priest that the Israelites have been able to experience up to this point. Um, because he says it's not just any high priest, it is Jesus, the Son of God. And so I believe that Jesus is the great high priest, and that is such a comfort to know as well. We just continue talking uh, about it through the next few verses and honestly through the a big portion of the rest of this book. Um, so Jesus is the great high priest here. And going into verse 15, hey, just because he's God doesn't mean um, he doesn't know what we go through. Obviously, the high priest in the Old Testament and they they lived the same exact kind of lives to a degree. Obviously, there were certain things that the priests had to do and couldn't do, um, but they got sick. They got hungry. Yeah. They got tired. They even sinned themselves. That's the big difference between <laughs> Jesus being the great high priest. But people might say, oh, so Jesus is our high priest now? How can he be our advocate? How can he be our high priest? How could he go to God for us? He doesn't even know what we have to go through. Yeah, and so I guess I guess right now we can kind of stop and think about the high priest. We're going to go more in depth on high priest in uh, the following episodes because really five, six, seven, they dive deep onto the high priest and they really expect you to know and be acquainted with it. Because remember, you need to know the context and that's why we have podcasts. We've recorded all the way from Hebrews 1, 1, all the way till here. We have a video podcast of Hebrews 4 and we jumped into the context again of Hebrews. But these are Hebrew believers who are tempted to go back to Judaism and he's trying to tell them, don't go back. And that's why in verse 14, he says, let us hold fast our profession. Because we have a great high priest, a greater high priest than what was under the Mosaic law, okay? And so he's trying to get that into their minds. But a high priest represents man to God and also can represent God to man. And so he's, this is what they're wrestling with. Okay, so he's, he's representing us, man, to God and vice versa. And, and that's why verse 15, what Brother Jonah was just saying, was, was huge. Because it says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Isn't that but huge? I thought, God, I, thought, I thought God can't be tempted, though, oh, according man. to James. Oh, man. Isn't that, that's, that's actually a big question. And so let's yeah. just try to unpack that a little bit. Because right here it says... Jesus was tempted like we are, and yet James says that God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And so how does that happen? How can God be tempted, not be tempted, and yet Jesus be tempted, and yet we say Jesus is God? In fact, right here it says Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, I have a, a simple illustration that I like to share with people. I, I don't know if it helps much. But for me, I don't like fish. And you can hate me. Please don't like openly hate me in the comments. Uh, you're like, Jesus hate fish. I know. I've heard that. And I've heard everybody has told me that if I just try their fish or if I just try the fish that they like at this restaurant, that I'll be cured. Um, but it hasn't worked yet. And so uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. But I don't <laughs> like fish. Okay. And so if you were to come up to me, you could tempt me with fish. You could. But I would not be tempted. 
you know, and so you pick your least favorite food in the world and I could come up to you with it and try to tempt you with it. I could tempt you with that food, but you would not even be tempted in the least. I, I don't think any of us are tempted with worms. I mean, if you put a plate of worms in front of any of us, none of us internally would be like, mm, I just wish I could eat those, though somebody might be tempting you with it. And so that's the way I think of it is God can't be tempted with evil. He doesn't have any desire towards it. Yet here, Jesus was presented with all the temptations of man. Sorry for bumping the mic there. He was presented with all the things that tempt us, all of the plagues, all the hardships, and yet none of the sin was appealing to him, and he never sinned once. How would you add to that, Jonah? What would you think? Yeah, I also believe that we have to keep in mind that God was 100% God, yeah. and he was 100% man. And so... I believe in his nature. Uh, it was sin is the antithesis of his nature. He despises it. It's, an, it's abominable in his sight. So to do evil, he doesn't want to do it. But the times we see specifically that he was tempted, especially by the devil after fasting for 40 days, uh, I believe his body was hungry, just like mm. we see that he got weary and he, he, he gets um, sad at times. His body... Yeah, it would have been saying, please give me some food. Uh, but Jesus himself, his nature says, I, I can't sin. It's impossible for me to sin, uh, and I'm not going to. And so I believe we have a high priest who, even though he didn't sin, and even though it was impossible to, for him to sin, and even though his nature said, it's not even tempting me, his body says, no, I know what it's like to be man, just like you. You go through these hardships. You go through these trials. I walk the same uh, earth that you did, and I can have that kind of compassion and empathy towards you because I lived it too. Yeah, and I think it's hard for us to really imagine Jesus as human and as being in pain and hurting himself and getting cuts and bruises and being tired and... And those types of things, we just can't picture him because we see him so exalted, and he should be in our minds. But what the Bible is showing us is that he also was human and that he, he, he suffered like a human and he went through human things the same way we do. And so we can relate to him. He can relate to us. And so he can be our representative Godward because he <laughs> suffered like we suffered. In fact, I think he suffered more than any of us. Oh, yeah. will ever or could ever suffer and so he knows he knows he gets it if you're if you're going through a tough time right now i might not get it he does he gets mm -hmm. it he can identify with that and so that leads us into verse number 16 because he gets it because he understands our heartaches and our troubles he says let us therefore because of that therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is a verse that all of us should memorize if we don't already have it memorized. Because what Satan loves to do is tell you, you can't come before God unless you do this, you do that, you do this, and then maybe you can kind of skulk into his presence. He doesn't really want to see you today. He doesn't really want to be near you. Uh, but you say, nobody thinks that. Friends, all of us, I think, at one time or another have felt this way. Maybe you've just messed up again, and you think, well, i got to spend at least three days doing this, this, and this before God will want to talk to me, before he'll want to be near me. But that's not what this is showing us. It's showing us we come boldly because of grace. 
unmerited favor, right? And what do you have to add to that? Uh, I believe that we exalt him so high. And even though this is supposed to be like, yeah, you have to remember he's a man, but it almost exalts him even more. Um, we have authorities that when we are kids, we looked up to and all that. And when you see someone that's higher come down to your level, you're just mm. shocked. And so when we see God come and live the same kind of life that we did and uh, deal with the same kinds of things that we do, uh, it is, it's just absolutely amazing. But I love that word mercy that is found in verse 16. It's simply, it's, it's kindness or goodwill towards the miserable and the afflicted joined with a desire to help them. It is in, it's incredible that our high priest, the son of God, says you can come bold, boldly, yeah. um, which as humans, it's almost, especially as a born-again believer, how can I go boldly into the throne of our almighty God? Mm. But he says you can. And I, since I'm your high priest, I have the desire to help you. I know you're afflicted. I, I know that you, the the definition says miserable, but I have the desire to help you. So you can come boldly because I am willing and wanting and desire to help. So it's just incredible. It's so crazy because in their mindset, only one person once a year could come into mm. the very presence of God. And to hear verse 16 from their mindset would have just blown them away. Yeah. I bet you most of them were curious. Like, what goes on in there when the high priest goes in before God? Like, what does that look like? Like, I, I kind of want to be in there, but I'm also terrified to go in there. And yet mm -hmm. here, the author of Hebrews is saying, hey, you can come boldly mm -hmm. before the throne because of your high priest. And when you go, there's grace, there's mercy, just what you need at the right time, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, friend, if you're here today and you think, man, I, I'm just too ashamed. I can't come before God. God doesn't want to be near me. Because of our high priest, there is infinite grace. I believe it's Romans that says, where sin did abound, grace mm -hmm. did much more abound. That means right now God is pleased with you, not because of anything you've done or can do, but because of what Jesus has already done. So just think about that. Right now, God's happy with you. You have favor, like he likes you, not because you earned it. You can't, you can't, you can't. And Satan wants you to try. And that's what gets us in this terrible cycle of trying to earn God's favor and always being far from him. And God says you can't earn it. It's grace. Jesus paid for it. So you can come and get more mercy and more grace every time you need it. Because Jesus knows what you're struggling with, and he knows what you're going through. And so, man, I think this is one of the most encouraging passages in the Bible. And so what, what else do you think, before we, we wrap it up, these three verses that you would like to, to kind of give to the, the listener before we, we wrap this whole thing up? This is totally out of sequence, but this just came to my mind, and yeah. uh, I think it's uh, interesting that Jesus was tempted in all points, like as we are yet without sin. He feels and he felt the same thing we feel. Uh, I actually just told my class, one of my classes, I can't remember which one it was, but I gave him a lot of homework, and I told him, hey, I understand what you might be feeling. Why? <laughs> Because I was there 
where you were. Yeah. And you might be thinking, because when I went to college, first class, you know, they give you a syllabus. I'm like, okay. I got one, two, three, maybe projects. Got to read this book or that book, a couple bit books. And you're th thinking, that's a good amount of work, but that, I can do that. But then you go to your next class. And the, the, the different teacher, they give you the same. And you're like, do you not understand that I have five, six, eight other classes? And so I told my students, it is possible. I understand. And I know it's a lot of work, but you can do it because a lot of people have done it before you. Uh, but that's how Jesus is. Hey, I know yeah. it's hard. I can un understand it. I can empathize because I did it too. And then he not only says you can do it because a lot of other people do it or have done it, but you can do it because you have my strength and mm. my grace and mercy when it, whenever you need it. So that's huge because yeah. I do remember those feelings in college. And I think every person who's gone to college <laughs> has felt the same way. Like, do you really not understand that we have so many other classes? But I love that illustration because that's what we can think about God sometimes is do you not get all the pressures of life and do not get all the stresses I'm under. And what this is trying to show us is no, he gets it and he's mm -hmm. gone through it and he has already won the victory for you. And so the grace and the victory and the mercy is there. Come and get it, come mm -hmm. and get it. And I think that's a daily admonition. Come to the throne, mm -hmm. get the grace you need, get the mercy you need and live today in his strength, not your own. Well, thank you, Jonah, for uh, coming on again. It's always fun. And uh, hopefully, I know we're not completely live. I hope this was a blessing to you who are catching the premiere. If you're not catching the premiere, you can still leave comments down below and we'll read through them and do our best to respond to them. But again, thank you for being with us for Hochmah and Coffee, our second video episode of it. Next week, Lord willing, Friday at 6 a.m., we'll be going live again to tackle another really difficult passage. And so you won't want to miss out, but we'll see you then. 